Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to turn your Bibles in, to Colossians 2 tonight. Hallelujah. I don't really have a title tonight. Mainly just talking about getting prepared for the storms. Being prepared for the storms. In Colossians 2, Paul writes a letter telling the church in Colossians to be prepared. Get prepared for what's going to come. And I love, I love this letter. If you want to stand tonight, Colossians 2, verse 1. Paul said, For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you, and for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and to all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God, and of the Father, and of Christ in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words, for though I be absent in the flesh, yet am I with you in the Spirit, joying and beholding your order and the steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Verse 8, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. In whom also ye are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, and putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took in out of the way, nailing it to his cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Lord, we thank you for this service. Lord, we ask you to just move on this message. Lord, anoint me, Lord. Anoint my words. Lord, it's nothing I can say tonight, Lord, but if you would just speak, through me tonight, Lord, to these in this congregation, Lord, anoint the ears to hear, God. Move in this service like only you can, God. Lord, we give you the praise for it. We thank you for it. In your name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. So you can see Paul's concern for his church. You know, he's in prison. He can't be there to lead them. And, you know, he says, even in my absence, he's trying to tell them, don't rely on me. Don't look, don't look for me to get you out of any trouble you get into. Rely on God, who I've tried to, to teach you over time that to put your trust in Him, because I can't always be there for you. And you see his, that he's so, he's so worried about the people because he can see 
the, what, what they're probably going to face in the future. So I thought, of, you know, three things to prepare for storms. If someone would get that podium, I think I'm going to come down there. I feel like I'm just way away from everybody. Be kind of like Brother Wayne at adult class and just come all the way back there. So three things I feel like that we need to do to prepare for storms. You know, we're going to face storms. Uh, you know, Bob always says in uh, sales calls, there's two kinds of concrete. Concrete that's cracked and concrete that's going to crack. And I feel that's the same way with our spiritual life going through storms. There's storms we've been through and storms we're going to go through. You know, there's, there's, we're going to face things. It don't always mean that you're in the wrong. You know, uh, I, I was thinking about Noah going through the literally the largest storm that is ever going to happen. And it, he was in the middle of God's will. You know, and God walked with him right through it. Not always are gonna, we going to go through a storm because we did something wrong or because we're in the wrong or, you know, God, does, God doesn't just always put us through storms because he's trying to punish us or anything like that. I, I make fun of Whitney sometimes because, you know, we'll be going through something or usually it's a bad investment that I made or something. And, you know, she's always thinking that, well, God may be teaching us a lesson on this, you know. And I, <laughs> she's always looking at what, you know, what is God trying to teach us through this storm that we're going through? But it's not always because you're in a bad situation or you're doing something wrong. Sometimes you're right in the middle of where God wants you to be in the middle of that storm. You know, I thought um, Brother uh, Jim Davis wrote a song that we used to sing in our choir called The Eye of the Storm. And it talks about, you know, stepping into the eye of the storm, you'll find the Lord. You'll find Jesus right in the middle of the storm. And, you know, sometimes... And I'm probably going to get ahead of myself. Sometimes we try to get around a storm instead of just facing it. You know, facing the situation that we really need to face and just get through it. And we try to go around it. And what we don't know is God is right in the middle of that storm waiting to help us through it. But the problem is, is we don't want to go through anything. We don't want to go through any turmoil. We want to find a way logically how we can get around the situation without having to face it. So sometimes we're going to face storms while we're, or we're going to face storms that God is meant for us to go through. The first thing I feel like we need to do to prepare is get rooted. Get rooted in His Word, get rooted in Christ. We look at, um, see, I didn't mark the exact verse, but while we were reading Colossians, Colossians 2. find it in just a second okay verse 7 Colossians 2 and verse 7 says or let's go to 6 as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord so walk ye in him verse number 7 rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving we have to be rooted the first 
You know, I talked to a guy the other day. I think I testified about it, but going through for the gym, I'm actually going to need some water. Um, going through a situation in his life and doesn't have God to lean on. And I got to thinking about that. You know, all the things I've been through in life, I've always been able to turn to God. It's just an obvious thing that when I'm in trouble or I get into a situation or I'm sick or I know someone that's sick, I know who I need to pray to. I know where to go. And I got to thinking, no, not everybody knows where they need to go. Not everybody has God to lean on, and we have to get rooted. So the first thing we have to have is a relationship with Jesus Christ, you know, that, that relationship to be able to go to him when we're in trouble. So getting rooted, I read this. I love how uh, in a commentary I read it's kind of the three steps to salvation said, confess, submit, and commit. And, you know, that, to me, is getting rooted. You know, you first confess your sins. You, you get a relationship with Jesus Christ. You submit your will to him. You know, whatever he wants you to do, I'm, I'm following you, God, from here on out. And you commit to that. You commit to that promise that you make at the altar. You confess, you submit, and you commit. I love that. Uh, those three steps, you know, even Christ went through storms on the earth. You know, he, you know, he even came to, uh, when he knew he had to die, that was, that was, you know, he was giving his life and he prayed to God. Uh, I can't remember exactly how the verse goes, but, you know, get me out, you know, what saved me from this situation. Christ himself had to go through that storm. So it says, rooted and built up in him. We have to get built up. What it means to be built up in him is to grow. Get confidence in Christ. You know, as you go through this life uh, and, you, and you build a relationship with Christ, you, you become more and more confident to where you can lean on him more and more and more because you go through situations where God is there and God takes you through it and you get a testimony and you lean on those testimonies because it's what builds your faith. It's how you grow in Him. You learn. You know, you learn His Word. You get rooted and built up in His Word. Learn His truth. Learn His Scriptures. And another part of being getting built up, I put down, is to teach. You know, there's so many things we go through, but if we don't teach others from what we've went through using our testimony, you know, that helps us grow. Even It even helps us to grow. You know, when we're helping someone else through a storm that they're going through because we've already been through it. God, God brought us through it. It helps us to get built up. Verse 7 says, Rooted and built up in him and established in the faith. Get established in his faith. Know his power. Learn to lean on him. You know, I... Uh, Got a call the other day with some uh, some bad news uh, from a family member, and uh, somebody in my family that's really sick or uh, just just a bad situation. And I was tested because someone else had asked prayer for the same thing, and it was easy for me to pray for that situation when it didn't involve me and me personally. And I got to thinking about that. You know, our 
we really practice what we preach in faith when the storm involves us, when the storm is directly involved in our lives. We really find out how much faith do we really have in God. You know, if knowing that he may not bring you through it or, or, or he may not get you out of it and you may have to walk through it, you know, how much faith do you really have in that situation when it directly involves your life and your family? So we have to, we have to learn to lean on him and practice what we preach. So, so easy to give encouraging words to someone when it doesn't affect your life. So easy to tell someone, God's going to take you through it. God's going God's to take care of it. Don't worry about it. God's going to take care of it. And we know he will, but it's so much more difficult when it involves you. And, and you know that, you know, maybe God won't heal, but maybe God's going to take you through it. You know, God's going to take care of the situation. God's going, God has control all the time, but you may have to walk through a storm. Sometimes we don't want to walk through a storm. Sometimes we just want God to take care of the whole situation, and we'll just walk all the way around it and keep on going. But what that leads to is shallow, a shallow relationship with Christ because we're not, we're not leaning on him. We're just trying to figure a way around it so we don't have to deal with it. But going through the storm, we, learn, we build up such a deep relationship with Christ because we learn to lean on him. In Matthew 14, see, I think I had it marked here. Yeah, Matthew 14 we read about this story of Peter walking on the water with Jesus. Um, I'm going to read, read starting in verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him under the other side while they sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake in them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered unto him, saying, or Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and began to sink. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? You know, I thought... If we compare that to our lives, when we're the ones stepping out into the water and it's going to take all the faith to believe, are we sinking? Are we, are we standing there, you know, depending on our faith? You know, is Christ, does he look at us with having the faith to believe that he's going to take care of it? Are we the, are we the Peter that gets out there and we're sinking because we don't, we don't truly believe that Christ is going to hold us up? O thou little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? I wrote, I wrote down something. Don't live your life avoiding the storm. Step into it. 
Sometimes you have to step out into the storm to find real peace. But I guarantee God will be there when you get to the middle of the storm. One of my favorite scriptures um, is in Philippians. If someone wants to go ahead and come to the piano, I'm almost done. Philippians 2 and verse 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the God, the Father. You know, it doesn't matter. I know it's somewhat of a cliche to say, doesn't matter what you're going through, God can take care of it. But it's the truth. It, it, there's so many promises in His Word that says, no matter what we face, in the end, Christ is going to be the victor. You know, Christ is going to take care of us. You, everyone can stand tonight. You know, storms are going to come. Stress is going to come. Tragedy is going to come. You know, there's so many in here that's faced tragedy of, you know, horrible things that happen, to unexpected things. You know, we can, we can prepare a lot. That doesn't mean that we're going to be just fine when something happens, you know. But having God to lean on is all the difference in the world. You know, I um, talking about rooted. I, I think I've mentioned this before, but the the redwood trees in California, the way that their roots grow, they grow out and they grow together, and they and they bind bind the trees around them. They bind together their roots. And they say that there's a lot of dead trees that have been standing for years because of the trees around it and their roots are holding it up. And, you know, I thought of that. You know, there's going to be times where we can't hold ourselves up. And we need our church family, our regular, you know, our, our, our family to, to, to help. And I thought, you know, Brother Middleton's been one for me. He's There's been so many times. Uh, and since he ain't here, I'll just make his head real big. You know why he's not here. Uh, there's been so many times Brother Middleton has texted me and encouraged me. Just, you know, out of the blue. Whatever, whatever, I remember when I was in my, uh, I had my motorcycle wreck. Brother Middleton almost texted me every day with a scripture or something encouraging me. You know, at first, I was kind of enjoying being uh, off work a little bit, <laughs> you know, as long as I had pain medication. But uh, I soon found out, you know, exactly how the furnace was, you know, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If you ever get road rash and take a shower, you'll know what it feels like. But, I, you know, I thought Brother Middleton has been there so many times. You know, he's quiet when he's around. He's not someone just to come up and just talk a long conversation but he has been so many times sent me a text message he sent me one just a few nights ago just encouraging me you know just a random message and that's what we need you know to lean on each other we don't know uh, sister barb you know talking brother matt sent that 
and sent that podcast, that's exactly what Sister Barb needed. You know, we've got to be able to encourage each other and be able to get through the storms. That's how we get rooted. Sometimes we need help to be rooted. We need help to stand up through a storm. Hallelujah. Storms will come. Stress will come. Tragedy will come. Battles will come. Get rooted. Get rooted in Him. Hallelujah. Don't be a pushover Christian. Don't be one that when Satan comes, he can just knock you right over because he always does. You know, you may be the smallest thing in the world, but it's enough to knock you over because you're not rooted. You know, your relationship is so shallow that you're just trying to get around every situation instead of just trusting in God and going through it with him. Hallelujah. I know we all have things that we're, we're probably going through right now. So I'm just going to make an altar call for everyone tonight. If everyone would just come and focus on getting rooted, preparing for the storm. Maybe you're not going through a storm right now, but maybe someone else is. Find someone to pray with tonight. You know, if if you're not, maybe everything's going great, but you're going to go through storms. You may not be right now. You're going to go through storms. So you got to keep getting rooted and getting, getting that deeper relationship with God and helping, helping our church family around us. Let's all come tonight. Let's pray together tonight. Hallelujah.